Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia Agnello, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Statsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Watch Hacks, streaming exclusively on Max, and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy, and I'm your host, Elia Connie. Jay is the woman in this dynamic who is currently co-parenting two young boys with her former partner, David. David, he is a leader. He just don't want to leave me. But how do you lead a woman? How do you lead in a relationship? Like, what's the blueprint? David, you just asked the most important question. Listen to Family Therapy on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your hosts of TMI. And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues, pop culture, and politics in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. Listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. Scott? Ellie? It's us. It's our podcast, Born to Love. Welcome to the show, everybody. I'm Ellie Kemper. I'm Scott Eckerd. And this is a show where we have guests on to talk about what they love. It can be a song. It can be an animal. It could be a circus trick. Anything in the world, (laughs) Scott, that they love. That's what we talk about on Born to Love. And today... We have an iconic guest, Maura Tierney, critically acclaimed actress, will be joining us on the show. And I can't wait to talk to her about her love of... Stilt walking. The circus trick wasn't random, listeners. I said circus trick because Maura is going to talk to us about stilt walking, which I will confess I know absolutely nothing about. I guess that, that stilts make you tall. To be clear, we're talking about walking on stilts. Stilt walking. I'm only clarifying or pronouncing it really clearly because it's not a term that people usually throw around. Stilt walking. So That's I just true. want to be clear. We all know what we're talking about. Did it sound like something else? No. It sounded exactly like stilt walking. <laughs> Honestly, I read it the first time I heard it, so I could see it's stilt walking. But I mean, it doesn't come up in conversation very much. Stilt walking? <laughs> <laughs> you know? So I just wanted to clarify for everybody. I'm glad out there. you clarified we're it, Ellie. Talking about stilt walking. I think we're going to spend a good 90 to 120 minutes talking about stilt walking. But before we get to that, was there anything this week that you loved, Ellie? Yeah, Scott, I've been having an amazing week. <laughs> I don't know why I laughed. Because I feel like every week we're like, I've had the best week. No, I've had a normal week. But there is something that has stuck out as a particular love. And it is actually quite the opposite of walking on stilts. It is sleeping 
in a nest. <laughs> Let me explain. Let me explain. This is another phrase you don't hear every day, sleeping in nest a nest. Sleeping. Nest sleeping. Nest sleeping. <laughs> so before everyone thinks I'm just a horrible parent, I beg to differ. <laughs> I don't pretend to know what I'm doing. I don't know what I'm doing. I'm hoping for the best. But in the meantime, I'm sleeping in a nest in my kids' room. <laughs> Let me explain. My husband has been out of town for work. I have two sons, ages four and seven. They share a room. Over the Christmas holidays, we were visiting my family in St. Louis, and we were sleeping in one room together. And it was easier to just sleep on the floor, to set up a little nest for myself on the floor, because I wanted my kids to have beds. I'm a martyr. I'm just selfless beyond compare. That's and true. I, and, right? Mm -hmm. You've known me a while. Mm -hmm. I care about no one less than myself, right? I just want to help others. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I'm, I'm very selfish and self-centered, but I, I took the cushions off the couch that were in this room that we were all sharing, and I just set up a little nest on the floor, and it was so cozy. You think, ooh, how uncomfortable, Ellie. It wasn't at all. If you've ever built a nest for yourself, <laughs> by the way, I am throwing around nest. A nest. Like, we all know what it it's means. It's just a pile of cushions, is what it's you're saying. And in blankets. Yeah. I think you might be using the word nest to suggest something cozy. It yeah. is instead... Yeah at least can, suggesting to me something really gross, something made of trash. An animal collected a bunch of trash and fashioned a nest. That's what I'm imagining. It sounds not so different from your St. Louis nest, but am I correct? Am I following this? That you did this out of necessity over the holiday, and now you're doing it by choice? Scott, you've hit the <laughs> nail on the head because that's exactly the case. A lot of relatives in town, spaces at a premium. I get it. You're going to build a nest. Mm -hmm. Now I'm back home where I do have a bedroom that I share with my husband. <laughs> it's my bedroom. But with my husband out of town and my kids sleeping in the same room, what happens is sometimes they get up in the middle of the night. They need water. They're scared of the dark. They think they heard a sound because the radiator in the room is really loud. I thought rather than have them get up wake me up and cause all sorts of disruptions. Why not just put me in the room? There's a loud sound. They say, mom, is that a monster? I say, no, it's just the radiator. And we all go back to sleep and that's it. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? I don't know why Michael being gone prompted me to do this, but it did because there's no backup. It's just me. So I have been sleeping in a nest fashioned from pillows and cushions and blankets on the floor. And Scott, I will be damned if it is not the coziest sleep I've had in years. It is so warm on that little floor. I am just in a little bundle of pillows. I feel like I'm four years old again. I am having a renaissance. No, but it's not the right word. I am having a return to youth such as I've never seen. And I love how cozy it is. It's like, a, that's what it is. It's a return to the womb. Wow. I'm very yeah. impressed, Ellie. I, I'm not going to yuck your yum. Okay, right. I am <laughs> going to ask, because you admitted to yourself, it's interesting that your husband being away precipitated this nesting choice. Right. Is it because you're a little lonely? Maybe you just like companionship while you sleep. Oh my gosh, Scott. This whole time I've been thinking, oh, I'm doing this for them so that we're all in the same room and I'm protecting them. When in fact... Maybe it's little mommy Ellie yeah. who, needs, the womb, who needs the companionship. The womb is you want to be close to I the ones you close. love. Scott, 
Okay, if being a podcast host doesn't pan out for you, you should go into psychology because you just really <laughs> opened up some new ways of thinking for me. I think that you're really onto something with that. And all I know is that there's a lot of love in that bedroom and it's all cozy and wholesome love and it's nest love. Do you see how radiant I am? I you, haven't slept this well in, in months, You look in years. radiant. You're behaving yeah. radiantly. <laughs> I am. Okay, you're, you're positively glowing, face. ready to talk about <laughs> stilts. Yep. I'm a little envious before we get to the stilt walking. Yeah. Because if presented with the same situation you're in, namely mm -hmm. my spouse is away, and, yeah. you know, the kids are asleep. I'm going to take full advantage of that empty bed. I know. I'm going to be eating in the bed. I'm going to be watching Marvel's The Avengers in the bed. I'm going to be yeah. a, a, triple screening it. My phone, my iPad, the TV. Yeah. That's my nest. My nest, I know. the bed itself, my normal bed becomes my nest. But you know what? Yeah. Different people, different strokes. Different people, different style. What did you say? I, said, different no, no, people. No, I was trying to come up. I think it's different strokes for different folks. It is. Different strokes for different folks. But then did you say different people, different stilts? <laughs> I should have. I should have. <laughs> I thought that's what you said. <laughs> Listen, Scott, your nest is your bed. My nest is a heap of pillows on the floor. It doesn't matter what your nest is. Find your nest. Find your nest. Speaking of nests. Speaking of, or at least someone <laughs> who I'm sure is an expert nest maker because she's got many, many skills. That's Maura Tierney. She's a critically acclaimed Golden Globe award-winning actress. You probably remember her from hit TV shows such as News Radio, ER, and The Affair. Maura currently stars in American Rust, Broken Justice with Jeff Daniels, which is on Amazon Prime. She will also appear in the new movie, Twisters. If you saw the Super Bowl, there was a commercial for it. I'm excited. It's Tornado Movie. It comes out this summer on July 19th, which is my birthday. So I'm probably going to be seeing Mora in Twisters as my birthday celebration. She is here today to talk to us about her love of stilt walking. Scott, I can't wait. I am so excited to learn about stilts. And we're going to do just that when we come back. Okay, everybody, we are back. As promised, we are here with the lovely Maura Tierney. Hi, Maura. Hi. Thank you so much for being on our show. We are huge fans. We're very excited to talk to you. And I think we should waste no time and just get right into it. Maura, tell hmm. me everything. Okay. <laughs> so I've never walked on stilts. I need to be very clear. I've never done it. Okay. Before. Scott, have you? <laughs> no, I have not. But I now know who I'll go to if I need to learn. I am the go-to. How did it happen? Also, I want to know the distinction between the activity of stilt walking and teaching it. Because you sure. like teaching it. Yes. Okay. What happened was I got involved in 2018 with a group called Campfire Project. Okay. Which was started by my very good friend, Jessica Hecht, who's an actress. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. she was putting together this project that's a drama-based wellness organization. Mm -hmm. So in 2018, the first trip we were taking is we were going to Greece to a Syrian refugee camp and the crisis was just ebbing off of its peak mm -hmm. at the time. And mm -hmm. so the organization, we do movement, fine art, music, singing, storytelling, all these ways to sort of incorporate people that are living in sort of traumatized situations. Mm -hmm. wow. So mm -hmm. one of the things was 
stilt walking. And a gentleman named Orlando Pavatoy, who is right, right now the head of movement at Juilliard, he teaches stilt. And stilt was going to be part of this original trip that we were taking. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So he said, everybody in the group has to learn how to walk on stilts before we go. So we all spent three days learning to walk on stilts, which is very scary because you're up there, you're up that high. We're about three feet. And it, it's, it's an amazing thing to do because you get up there and it's very scary. And the short of it is you are up there and struggling and afraid and sure you can't do it and positive you're going to fall. And then all of a sudden you just something happens and you fall into this rhythm and you are walking by yourself on stilts. And it is so, it's really elating. It's like, holy look at me. And to varying degrees of ability, we all had sort of a profound experience doing that. So I, I, yes, it's like you doing something that 15 minutes ago you thought was impossible. Right. Exactly right. Yep. So there's this shift in your brain. Yeah. So I became part of the stilt teaching crew. And mm-hmm. there's currently three of us in the group. That's the crew. My friend's name is Katie Flayhive and David Hugo and myself. And we're the stilt group. So mm-hmm. we went to Greece four times to that camp. We've been to Moldova twice to work with the Ukrainian population. And then our last trip was in Uganda. But the concept of stilt walking is it's to give kind of a brief momentary joy that hopefully will have a subtle shift in your way of thinking. And it's sort of a way to give people back control. Even if it's a minute amount of control for one moment, you are in control of the situation and the outside factors of your world disappear momentarily and you're only focused on this thing. And it's also incredibly fun. Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia Agnello, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Stadsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with Hacks writer and actor Pat Regan, on how their improv experience helped them when shooting scenes and what it was like writing scripts for specific actors. You'll also hear from crew members like the costume designers on what it was like creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Hear stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and more. Watch Hacks, streaming exclusively on Max, and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. Acclaimed comics writer and notorious Scott Summers hater, Rosie Knight. Well, hello, Emmy-winning podcaster and totally unbiased Targaryen royal supporter, Jason Concepcion. Rosie, somehow the X-Ray Vision podcast has returned. It feels so good. It does. And like always, we'll be here every week covering the wide world of TV, movies, comics, and geek culture. That's right. We'll be talking about Batman, heroes of that stature, and of course... We'll be inviting our friends in the industry to come geek out with us and share stories. We'll hear from TV writers, from actors, comics creators, pop culture critics, and more. Nothing is off the table because geek culture is pop culture. And we can't wait to share our love of it all with you every single week. Listen to X-Ray Vision on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Elliot Connie, and this is Family Therapy. My best hopes 
I guess identify the life that I want and and work towards it. I never seen a man take care of my mother the way she needed to be taken care of. I get the impression that you don't feel like you've done everything right as a father. Is that true? That's true, and I'm not offended by that. Thank you for for going through those things, and thank you for overcoming them. Wow, thank God for the limits. Every time I have one of our sessions, our sessions be positive. It just keeps me going. I feel like my focus is redirected in a different aspect of my life now. So, how'd we do today? We did good. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy. Listen now on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. So the way a teaching module is set up is the three-member team. One person is the instructor. That's the only person who will speak for the whole session. There are two spotters, which stand on each side of the stilt walker, and their hand is always up connected Mm -hmm. to the stilt walker's hand Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. in the beginning. And the idea is to, we kind of, I don't want to say strap in the stilts, but we connect the stilts safely to the person's (laughs) body. We stand them up and (laughs) the whole concept is about trust building, trust in Mm -hmm. us, trust in their own bodies. And Mm -hmm. it's about also Three people have their total undivided focused attention on the student. Right. So the basic premise is is a very rhythmic nature to it. Mm -hmm. So once the student gets up on the stilts and the instructor starts a rhythm and you have to move your feet to this rhythm. Mm -hmm. And the secret to stilts is you can't stop moving. Mm -hmm. If you feel like you're going to fall, your instinct is to stop moving. Mm -hmm that is when you will fall. So you cannot stop moving. So the minute you're feeling off balance or anxious, you just have to keep on moving. I love that because you can extend that to life. Exactly. You just have to go and almost not think, you know, just think about the task at hand, which is to keep your feet moving at a certain pace. And so we will start with them in place and then slowly you teach the stilt walker. And we work mostly with teens and young adults. Mm -hmm. I prefer working with that population because there's not a lot of programming for kids that age out of school and are young adults. Mm -hmm. So a session will probably last at five to 10 minutes, but there's usually a lot of people. So the idea being that once the student understands the rhythm, slowly they will let go of the hands of the spotter Mm -hmm. and understand that they can do it themselves. Mm -hmm. No matter how long this takes, we'll have a session until somebody is at least able to just take their hands away momentarily. Mm -hmm. Many, many people just get it. It's like, once you understand, you've got to keep moving. And it's all also about posture and standing up straight, looking out straight, don't look down. And when you see someone get it, (laughs) it is really very exciting and joyous. It's a moment that every single time it happens, it's no less celebratory because you Mm -hmm. can see someone's face switch and be like, oh, this Mm -hmm. is it. Mm -hmm. And it is, I think, profound for kids to realize they can do it, right? You're literally elevated and you can like touch the leaves in the trees. Right. So you have a 
visual different perspective. So like I said, it's a momentary piece of joy or respite from whatever you're dealing with in the rest of your life that hopefully will provide a shift, you know, moving on. Absolutely. I so relate to the sensation and the feeling of focus that you're describing. First of all, it sounds in a way meditative, meditative, meditative. Yes, yes. Because of that singular focus on the task at hand. And also, I always feel like I sound like a very simple person when I describe this. (laughs) I talk about running on the show a lot because it's my like one joy. It's what I do (laughs) to meditate, to reflect, whatever it is. The running itself is a break, but you hope that the point of that is to extend into the other corners of your life, right? And it sounds like a very similar thing with still walking, but especially that sense of accomplishment. Yeah. And again, it's also really fun. It's really fun to teach. It's really fun to do. You know, as we've gotten better at this, it almost feels like stilt group is in a band. You know, we have our Mm -hmm. bags, we've got the stilt. And we usually will, you know, because there's many activities going on at once. There's people are singing over here and people are dancing over here. So Mm -hmm. we'll tape off an area of the camp we're working in and we do a demonstration, which Stilts is a big draw, I have to say, in our mm-hmm. group, which uh, sometimes other members are like, uh, stilts, we people. Like, we need people to come over to storytelling. But <laughs> stilts, stilts always beats storytelling. It just does. It just does. <laughs> I'm not saying storytelling is not very effective. It's just more visual. And we'll sort of cordon off an area and people sign up. And the people who are waiting to take their lesson watch the other people. So it's like a show as well. It's very entertaining and it's usually good natured. If, you know, if someone's wobbling, the crowd is like, oh, you know, it's yeah, really, yeah. but they shout on encouragement. And if someone gets it and is walking around, like there's a lot of applause. It's almost like going to a sports event. You know, there's a built-in audience to it too that just brings a little bit of the community together. And it's just something that I never get tired of. Every single person that gets up there just feels great. I don't know. We've done quite a few of these. I can't recall one where my opinion about the topic (laughs) has shifted so dramatically so quickly. (laughs) Yeah. Because I was imagining like Barnum and Bailey's, like a guy with goofy striped pants. And I was like, aha, this is going to be funny. And in fact, you are doing humanitarian work yeah. <laughs> for people who need it. And you're describing a sort of catharsis that I immediately like, it's like, I want to be a giant. I want to feel that right. <laughs> thrill of, right. of not stopping. I, I, I didn't expect that I would ever want to go still walking. And now I think I want to go still walking. Right. So how long did it take for you? I mean, I'm sitting here in this chair and it took me, you know, the two minutes it took you to describe it. Mm-hmm. Was your conversion that fast? Right. What was it like the first time you got on the stilts? It is very scary. I mean, you know, not terrifying, but it's scary. And we were in front of our group. So there was that sort of little bit of pressure. And I think I went first because I was like, I'm getting this over with. And (laughs) it's funny because the rhythm really does help. And the other thing is there's an intimacy with the teaching. So the person who's acting as instructor, we all switch off and no one falls. That's another rule. No one can fall. No one has. No one. And that's because the spotters catch them. They're like catchers basically. Or how does that work? Yeah, we get ahead of it. 
But our teacher, Orlando, is like, here's the thing, guys, no one falls. And then that's on you, too. And no one has, which is, you know, weird. But what, that so is when weird. We, I know. I mean, if you're just learning, it seems like, of course, you'll fall. But I know you have the spotters. Yes, we have the spotters. And depending on our size, like if there's a larger person, you know, yeah. Dave's a bigger guy. He'll be a spotter. We had one guy. He did not fall. But when we were in Africa, the ground was softer than we thought. And this larger gentleman, he was one of the aid workers, got up on stilts and his stilts immediately sunk four inches into the ground. And oh, we were like, oh, <laughs> someone grabbed him. Like, literally, he was like a flagpole. So <laughs> we had to get him out. But that's yeah. the closest we had that's to that. That's as close as it's come. Yeah. But for my experience, it's very funny to watch people because often people sing when they do it, which is really weird. Like when they're watching, they'll be like, I don't know what I'm doing, but here I go. Or they'll sing a song. That thing, that, something to- <laughs> yes. Is that a coping strategy you encourage or does it happen spontaneously? It happens spontaneously. But yeah, it's just anything to keep your mind on the beat and off the fear. And really goofy things will come out of people's mouths. And I think probably I did the same thing. But then when you're up, you're up. So then you feel like, right, do it. Yes. (laughs) For me, I also thought stilts. Right. 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 I mean, yes. That that, to me, that's a reasonable reaction. Yeah. Yeah. And why do I have to do it? But once (laughs) you do it, you're like, oh, I get this. I think you might've mentioned this more, but how tall are the stilts? They're about three feet. So it's not, you know, it's not like the major, like you said, Barnum and Bailey stilt, but they're uh, high enough, like I said, to change a visual perspective. High enough that it's challenging for you to balance. It's a mind-body thing. It's about focusing your mind and then letting your mind go and then letting your body take over. Mm -hmm. So about three feet. This is probably an obvious question, but maybe not. This is just a logistics question or an engineering question, I guess. How do you, how do you get on and off them? Well, that's a good question. I mean, you have to be very advanced to get up on your own. Yeah. Like from the ground, there's a whole way to get up from the ground, but. Can you do that? No. Cannot do that. Mm. But you have to sit on, say, a table so right. your feet don't touch the ground. Right. And they can just, they then stand up. Mm-hmm. And two people are each holding their hand. So mm-hmm. that you have to start from a seated position that's not a chair, that's mm-hmm. elevated from a chair. And that's how you have to sit down as well. I see. Yes, I guess that makes sense. I was thinking... <laughs> I don't know. I guess I was thinking the stilter is lying down <laughs> and you like raise them up, but I guess that makes no sense. And no, it does makes make much sense. More sense. I'm sure it's been done, but you just need to be a little more advanced to do yes, that. Yes. Yes. I see. So prior to 2018, right, you had never been up on stilts before? No. No. Now, do you do it ever when you're not on these trips? Like, do you do it as a hobby or it's really the teaching that you enjoy? It's really the teaching that I enjoy. Yeah. But before every trip, we'll get together just to brush up. And then on those days, we kind of mess around and challenge ourselves and do sort of goofier things mm-hmm. and dance a little bit. Or like, I don't walk around my neighborhood on 
still on still sorry. <laughs> for some yes it's weird that you That's don't but not okay. something I do. have you ever taught stilts not on a trip like like did you ever throw a stilt party for your friends yeah <laughs> no but that's a good idea I was just going to say that traveling around the world yeah. to communities in need teaching stilt walking, it, it's an adventurous pursuit. <laughs> yeah. I admire that in you because I don't think that I would have the courage to, to do something like that. Is this sort of singular in your life? Or like if we went through the Rolodex, are you also like doing pogo for charity or no. <laughs> is is this one of many outlandish talents that you have or or is no. this really the focus this is really the focus i yeah I, how come i'm thinking oh you're so boring you only teach stilts that's where i go <laughs> no, that's, <laughs> I, I, that's where you go i, I, I yeah, need to do something else what else weird can i do <laughs> have you ever taught skydiving or no just you no. yeah oh. I mean, I need the teacher. Yeah. I need that person I attached see. to my back with two right. parachutes and in charge of everything. You, right. You just like danger and being high, it seems. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Skydiving and the stilting. I right. like being a high. <laughs> <laughs> but I am short. Oh, so maybe that has something to do with it, too. Mm-hmm. And when we say, oh, is there anything else that you teach? And you say, oh, no, this is the only thing that I teach. Yeah, it's one more thing than I teach. I don't teach anything. <laughs> and especially something that it has to be satisfying for you because you must be able to see it on their faces, just like lighting up. And, yeah, and they yeah. literally light up. It's crazy. Yeah. And even the more stoic students like this, when they just smile even a tiny bit, you're like, ah, you got uh, it. I got you. Uh-huh. <laughs> you know yeah. I mean? Like, we got you. And the team yep. is very invested in that. You may have answered this, but I don't... Have you ever taught someone who just didn't get it? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. But you have to respect and understand people's limitations. Some people just, once they'd stand up, when we're holding on to them, they're very afraid. And so when that happens, it's spotable. And you don't want to continue the lesson and make them feel bad. Like you can... Right. When someone is that fearful immediately. We just make them stand up. And especially if they're younger, everyone applauds that they stood up. And if they can't get it, that's okay too. It's not for everybody. Yeah. But you know, one time on this last trip, which this is, you know, about me kind of, but in terms of teaching and who can do it and who can't, there was this young man. And a lot of it is about communication, right? It's about the communication between the instructor and the student. There's a lot of eye contact. And they have to listen to me so they don't fall down. And this boy came up. He was probably about 15. And one of the workers that was on the ground there said, this young man is deaf. And I was like, oh, <laughs> like uh, there's, there's so much instruction involved. Yeah. You know? And my instinct inside was like, we can't. What if it, we can't? He won't be able right. to hear me. We can't do it. It'll be dangerous. And... His teacher in the settlement, she said, I can sign. And this kid got up and she wasn't doing any kind of formal sign language, but she was interpreting my words to him in a way that he understood. And this kid just got up and did it. And he was really good at it. And I thought to myself, see, why are you putting limitations on anybody to do this? Like you have to keep your mind open 
And that was a huge lesson in terms of teaching that there's ways to get around things. And this kid was also fearless. But you can't just say no, because I'm afraid they won't be able to do it. Right, right. Maura, just when I didn't think stilt walking could get more inspiring. I know. I know. You managed to top yourself. There's no way we can possibly top that. I know. Yeah. Me and my friend Katie, who were teaching, the kid was walking and we both like really maintain ourselves because there's a lot you see there. Yeah. And it was so moving. She was like, don't look at me. Don't look at me. If we had looked at each other, we would have started to cry. And there's no crying in stilts. So we had to (laughs) avoid each other's eye. Because it was very, very moving. That's just it. Yeah. You thought, oh, it can't possibly get any more inspiring. Well, I mean, done. This conversation was so different. I thought it was going to be about the big top and circuses, which also would have been great. But this, dare I say, was even greater. Maura, thank you. And also, I have to ask, if you have a minute, can you stick around to play a game that we like to play with all of our guests called Love It or Loathe It? Yes. Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia and Yellow, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Stadsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Jean Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with Hacks writer and actor Pat Regan, on how their improv experience helped them when shooting scenes and what it was like writing scripts for specific actors. You'll also hear from crew members like the costume designers on what it was like creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Hear stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and more. Watch Hacks streaming exclusively on Max and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. Acclaimed comics writer and notorious Scott Summers hater, Rosie Knight. Well, hello, Emmy-winning podcaster and totally unbiased Targaryen royal supporter, Jason Concepcion. Rosie, somehow the X-Ray Vision podcast has returned. It feels so good. It does. And like always, we'll be here every week covering the wide world of TV, movies, comics, and geek culture. That's right. We'll be talking about Batman, heroes of that stature, and of course... We'll be inviting our friends in the industry to come geek out with us and share stories. We'll hear from TV writers, actors, comics creators, pop culture critics, and more. Nothing is off the table because geek culture is pop culture. And we can't wait to share our love of it all with you every single week. Listen to X-Ray Vision on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your host of TMI. New year, new name, new energy, but... Same old us. <laughs> oh, yeah. And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues, pop culture, and politics in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. But that's not all. We will also have special guests to add their thoughts on the topics, as well as break down different political issues with local activists in their community. If you like to be informed and to expand your thoughts, listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. Okay. 
Okay, we're back, everybody. We're here with Maura Tierney. We are going to play a game called Love It or Loathe It. In this game, Maura, we're going to list some items. And you have to tell us whether you love that thing or you loathe that thing. You can't feel meh about any of them. Is there a time constraint? It's not rapid fire. We want your explanations, but there's no gray area. Okay, our first topic, love it or loathe it, camping. Oh, <laughs> I guess that answers the question. I guess we just have it there. <laughs> uh, we thought, oh, campfire project, but what about actual camping? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Different. Nah. Yeah. I'm an urban person. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I don't like, you know, bugs. No. Nature. Yeah. No. I used to think, oh, I really like nature. And I do. But I want to sleep in a bed. I should point out more that before you came on mic, Ellie was talking about how she loves to sleep on a, just a pile of cushions. But that's different. That, <laughs> that's that's nesting. That's called nesting. You like, you, you like indoor nesting. Well, they have those giant like dog beds for people now. Have you seen those? You could get what? One. <laughs> it's like a human sized dog bed with um, edges you've around. You've just come to. Yeah. I saw it. <laughs> I'm writing down dog bed because I was just talking about what Scott said. I love sleeping on the floor on cushions. <laughs> this seems but this dog bed, yeah. it seems like it was made for me. Okay. Yeah. But you don't like camping. I understand. No. Have you ever been camping? Yeah. I mean, we yeah. used to go camping when I was a kid a lot. But <laughs> Oh, that's probably also Because it was it also was like what we could afford. It's a cheap sort of vacation, but I don't need to do that again. <laughs> no. Done. All right. No, loads it's it. in the past. Couldn't agree more. Okay. More love it or loathe it for a thrill seeker like you, meditation. Oh, love it. Well, when I'm good at it, I do transcendental meditation. Mm -hmm. So I, oh. when I'm in a groove with that, I love it. It's not easy. You got to stick to it. But it I do is love hard, it. Yeah. Right. I'm comforted to hear you say that. Like I've undertaken it twice, and it required so much more. It sounds stupid. It's but it requires so much more focus. That I thought, and I, I sort of abandoned it. And time. It's hard to carve the time out of your day. Did you try TM specifically? Yeah, I tried years ago. I mean, yeah. I really did not give it a fair chance because I, if I approached it now, I would approach it much more seriously. And I always thought during that time, I thought, well, if I'm going to take the time to do this, I would rather just rest because I feel like my body needs rest. When it's in fact, it's, it's similar. Like, it's, it is. It can be restful, I guess. But yes. Yeah. Scott, do you med meditate? No, I've not tried it. My only association with TM is that I have two friends that are, they're a couple, a married couple, and they both do it. But I guess there are different disciplines or something. Yeah. And the only time I've ever seen them really fight, like be mean to each other, <laughs> marital fight is about meditation. And I've seen it happen more than once. That seems <laughs> counterintuitive. Where one of them will make I a snide does. comment about how the other meditates and the other is like the way you do it is wrong. <laughs> Nothing seems less associated with transcendental meditation than fighting about it, right. but that's really my only association. Right. So I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Mora, love it or loathe it, Reality TV. Oh, no gray area. Do I watch it sometimes? I don't know. This is a little gray. Yeah. Yes. But do I loathe it? I know. Yes. I know. It's <laughs> yeah. I would have to <laughs> say I loathe it <laughs> philosophically. I know. I don't really watch reality TV. And then when I do, I just, you see why it's so successful. It's very addictive. 
Yeah, I think. very addictive. Exactly. So, and not in a way that helps me be a better person. But anyway. <laughs> Speaking of something that I'm addicted to, Maura, and I'm curious to get your take on love it or loathe it, baseball. Mm. I love baseball. You do? I do. Well, I grew up in Boston. So I was a Boston yes. fan and I was married and I got divorced a long time ago, but I was married for a while. We went to games all the time and he was a Yankee fan. And plus it was like, when, you know, when did the Red Sox win? Like 2000. 2004. Yeah. When they really came back that, that was yeah. a, such an exciting year. I watched all the game and knew the whole team. And then I sort of lost baseball in the divorce. <laughs> I don't know <laughs> how that happened. Yeah. I think our friends go to baseball games with him, not me. I don't know. Yeah, it's okay. Yeah. But I love baseball. I love going to baseball games. I just don't follow it the way I used to. Yeah. I'm from St. Louis. And when the Cardinals are doing well, I'm all in. But other than that, I don't. Follow. Yeah. Anyway, I don't but, watch the other teams. Yeah. Okay. Love it or loathe it. Coin laundry. Love it. Talk to us about it. I love Why it. Why do you love it so much? Well, hmm. How much time do we have? <laughs> yeah, let's go. For a long time, I did not have a washer and dryer. And I felt yes. like going to the laundromat is like very meditative, first of all. You can read or it's good people yeah. watching time. Yeah. It's very, you don't do anything and you feel very productive at the end because all of your clothes yes. are clean. That's a, yes. another feeling. And I've also yep. used them kind of around the world and it's fun to just go to a laundromat, like I've been to one in mm. Japan, Kyoto. That was like fun. Figuring out a Japanese oh. washing machine. Oh, that sounds fun. Is yeah. its own thing. And I yeah. did one in, I think, Beirut. We went to one. It's just a peek yeah. into sort of the community and yeah, it smells good. And I, I just yes. really enjoy it. I haven't been in yeah. a long time, but yeah. Yeah, I completely understand that because, and it's sort of like, I won't compare it to still walking, but it is a thing where it's the focus. You have to stay there by your clothes so nobody steals them. Yeah. And you just read. Right, or whatever. Exactly. And people watch. Yeah. And it's yeah. just very calming, I find. Yep. Yep. You won the game. Yeah. That was it. You won. Yay. You got all the right answers. <laughs> all the right answers. We were keeping score. Yes. I'm a winner. You're a winner. You <laughs> aced Love It or Love It. Thank you so much for taking the time to talk with us. I learned so much about teaching stilt walking and the joy that it can bring people. And we want to ask if there's any projects or anything that you want to promote. I think I should really promote the Campfire Project. Yes, Campfire Project. And I didn't come on to, to push that. Oh, sure. But that's probably something I'd rather mention. That is a project absolutely worth mentioning. And I'm glad that you brought it to my attention and to Scott's attention. It sounds like a wholly worthwhile organization. And thank you for doing it because it brings people, I think, a lot of joy. So... Speaking of bringing people a lot of joy, thank mm. you for talking with us. Thank you so much. <laughs> you brought us some joy today. I've never talked about this at all in any public way. So thanks so much. Oh, yay. Thank well, you. we couldn't be more Such grateful and happy to Great. hear that. So thank you so much. Thanks for listening to Born to Love. We'll be back next week with brand new things that we love. We want to hear from you. Leave us a review in Apple Podcasts and tell us what you love. We might even ask one of our guests in an upcoming Love It or Loathe It. Born to Love is hosted and created by Ellie Kemper and Scott Eckert. Our executive producer is Aaron Kaufman. Our producers are Sheena Ozaki and Zoe Denkla. Born to Love is part of Will Ferrell's Big Money Players Network in collaboration with iHeart Podcasts. Special thanks to Han Sani, Rachel Kaplan and Adriana Cassiano, Michael Fails, Alex Coral, and Bahid Frazier.
The Black Effect presents Family Therapy, and I'm your host, Elia Connie. Jay is the woman in this dynamic who is currently co-parenting two young boys with her former partner, David. David, he is a leader. He just don't want to leave me. But how do you lead a woman? How do you lead in a relationship? Like, what's the blueprint? David, you just asked the most important question. Listen to Family Therapy on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your hosts of TMI. And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues, pop culture, and politics in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. Listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Across Generations, where the voices of Black women unite. I'm your host, Tiffany Cross. Tiffany Cross. Join me and be a part of sisterhood, friendship, wisdom, and laughter. We gather a seasoned elder, myself as the middle generation, and a vibrant young soul for engaging intergenerational conversations, prepare to engage or hear perspectives that literally no one else has had. Listen to Across Generations podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 